What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to a podcast with New York Sports. Sam, join with Matt. Uh, Matt, you know, I'm just going to cut right to it. I usually ask you how you're doing. I think I know the answer. Uh, it's very likewise, probably to the way I feel and the way I felt or the way we felt in the stands last night. It's a very uh, somber feeling. Um, I, I honestly feel like I like lost a family member or something. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, probably Wednesday or Thursday or whenever you listen to this, you know what happened. Aaron Rodgers torn Achilles on his fourth play in the Jet uniform. Uh, I'm going to ask it, I guess. Matt, how you doing? Uh, not great. It's it's like, uh, you know, only 25 hours removed. Um, it's like, And I'm not kidding. Every time I remembered it today or thought about it today or like when I woke up this morning, uh, I felt a, like a legitimate like pit in my stomach. Like it actually, it, it was it was painful. Yeah, and I don't know how you know. In the stands yesterday, uh, I, I think you know I forget who the who the quote was, but someone said eighty thousand people just totally just ha- had their hearts sink, or the entire fan base had their hearts sink collectively, and you could really feel that yesterday. You know, we were both there. Um, we. I don't even I couldn't even explain. I've had so many people ask me, you know, how did it feel? Uh, what was the stadium like? Did it get quiet? And like every answer is yes. You, you know, I felt everything. I felt the person next to me was having a full on panic attack or a, I don't even know if it was a panic attack, but he threw a he was throwing a tantrum. And then it's just screaming and just almost like delirious. It was it was a sight to behold. But the Jets won the game. So uh, to talk about toying with your emotions, I, I mean, uh, what do you want to talk about first? It, obviously, Rodgers is the forefront here, but there there was a football game that was played, uh, you know, following those four snaps. Uh, where do we want to start? Do we want to start from uh, our tailgate experience? Do we want to start from watching Aaron Rodgers hoist the American flag and his jet debut on September 11th and totally just honing in the moment? Where do you want to start today? You know what? I'll, I'll I want to take you just through my experience of what the whole thing was like, um, just from before even having gone to the game. You know, like just starting to get really extra excited. You know, after a full mentally prepared. Knocks. Yeah. So, and I, I just couldn't help but I said I, I want to be there for this. So you know, you grab the ticket, you go, you're excited, and then the lights go out. And he comes out holding the American flag, like you noted. And it's just like you're at that final high of like, this is going to be so much fun. And then, you know, he comes out. The, and by the way, that's the loudest I've ever felt that stadium, heard that stadium. It, it was incredible. And four plays in, it's just like, it It just like didn't feel real. You know what I mean? It felt like like everything that you were excited about uh, was just kind of ripped away from you. And, you know, like you said, like, we'll get into the game. The Jets won that game. But I I didn't – I wasn't there for the win. I mean, I I just was like – they were down by a touchdown. They were still in it. I thought they had a good chance to win the game. But sitting there and kind of feeling like last year, um, just having those same thoughts over again, like, you know, you're watching this game. You're like, this defense is incredible. Um, you know, if, if the Jets had a quarterback in there, they'd probably be smoking them right now. Be, and it's just like, I just remember us talking uh, like that just week to week all of last year. And for that to immediately come back, 
after bringing in the solution to the problem. It's just, it was exhausting. So that's, that's really how I feel. Just exhausting, exhausted. Um, Yeah. So, you know, but they win the football game makes no sense. Yeah. I I mean, that, that, I mean, winning the football game is obviously, you know, in in the full scheme of things, it's, it's great to get that win. And uh, we were talking about, or I, my whole stance on it was, you get a chance to beat a division, uh, a division rival at home week one uh, to set the tone. And to me, that's not necessarily a, a must win per se, but that's a, you, if you get a chance to kill two birds at one stone, you got to take it. I, I don't know if you can tell, but I, I don't really have a voice. I, ultimately it was a great game. Uh, what we saw and, you know, my experience again, I, I it was, it was kind of interesting to see, I was sitting with a couple of uh, a couple of my buddies and uh, one of their dads who so there was a little bit of an, an age gap there, but it was like a shared uh, it was a shared kind of feeling among the whole everyone just kind of like looked at each other like to me, I, I'm going to it's one of those moments where I'm going to remember like where I was and who I was with and like even to the extent of like what I was wearing and whatnot, like it was it was like one of those like mental pictures I was taking uh, yeah. as it happened and like it's almost like, you know, the now in the new age of, you know, everything's on social media and everything's on Twitter. It's almost like you kind of collectively saw as, you know, as the, as the game goes on or the the series progresses, Rogers is standing there. He looks a little like slow to get up. He's like a little limp kind of gingerly has most of his weight on one leg. He just kind of standing there. And then to be honest, when he, when he just went down really quick, I thought it was just like a, could have been a cramp you know my first thought was you know the guy's what close to is he 40 close to 40 whatever however old he is uh you know first time on an nfl field all season for you know other than the preseason but like everything built up i thought he could have been cramping uh and, and then you know to see him walk off to the side and then all of a sudden you start hearing Oh my God, he's going into the tent he's going into the tent uh, and then the next thing is oh my God here comes the car this isn't good uh, it was it was crazy to see like you can almost you can obviously you can't see where people are looking exactly but you can almost tell that the game at that point was secondary to whatever was going on in that blue tent uh, and uh we we got the worst news uh today it officially comes out that uh it is a torn Achilles I believe Salah said he's going to require surgery I'm I'm fairly certain um he said that today and then but man, it, it was just so deflating, but yeah, I mean, as far as the Rogers, I, I definitely want to get to the game a little bit and we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk, you know, more uh, overarching jet thoughts, but what did you think about, uh, you know, how the team picked it up from that point? Like, when did you feel like, when did your, your mental, uh, your brain really tap into saying, all right, there's a game in front of me now that still counts. I'm not sure that I ever did, um, but the, the the Jets certainly did. And, and that was kind of amazing. Um, you know, usually like if, if you see something like that, sometimes on both sides, you just get a you get a different brand of football after, you know, whatever one just had experienced. Um, but no, I mean, the Jets defense was just I mean, it, 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 that was one of the best performances you've ever seen from a jet defense. Um, they had three interceptions out of one guy. They recover a Josh Allen fumble. Uh, I don't know if you saw Josh Allen's uh, post game, but just like very frustrated. Um, 
about uh, last year to this year against the Jets, how it's just sort of, you know, it's just kind of been the same, same struggle, same issues for him. So the Jets really, I mean, I thought the Jets went crazy. I, I didn't expect that. Um, and I definitely didn't expect to win because I don't know about you. I mean, as soon as that happened, it's almost just in your head already. It's just, all right, this game's lost. You know, I had a big um, bet that after, you know, after Rogers went down, I kind of forgot all about. And the Jets wound up, you know, winning me a, a nice piece because they, they somehow found a way to still win the game. I didn't expect that out of them. Yeah, and, and I think looking at it again from from kind of like a bigger a bigger standpoint of the the whole jet season and everything leading up to it, we you know you said before that it felt like it feels like last year again. I'm gonna have to disagree with you there. When when Rodgers goes down, my first thought is yeah, you know this is okay. Here we are. Here we go again. Zach Wilson, you know, think what you want about him. I'll, I'll talk about him in a minute, but I, that thought definitely ran through my mind, but. As the game starts to progress, I'm kind of looking I'm looking around and watching the guys fly around and kind of rally around each other. And I, I you know, I might be the only one that, that kind of had this opinion, but I'm looking at the sideline and like usually, you know, when someone gets when they have a huge injury, you'll see guys like, you know, all sad and whatnot. I didn't I didn't really see that. Like I thought the sideline kind of I don't know if this is this might be silly to kind of praise players for keeping their heads in the game, if that's what you want to make this out to be. But I thought the Jets did a really good job of like, you know, treating it as just like, all right, it's it's a guy down. It, you know, it's it, it's it not it's not Aaron Rodgers down. It's not you know everything we've worked ourselves up to be this year, but just another guy down, next guy up. And I thought you, I, whoever you want to compliment for this, whether it's Salah whether it's, uh, you know, a guy like Sauce Gardner on the defense or any any of the leaders on the team, I thought the Jets did an amazing job of focusing on the game. And, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm praising them for it, but you got to figure, you know, um, uh, such a high-magnitude event like Aaron Rodgers on opening, on opening week, again, everything entailed, 9-11, the story about what is it, Salah's, was his brother, uh, had some some wild story about 9-11, was it? There's it, it so much that was that was pent up to this game. And then for it to just totally take a heel turn, I thought it was a, a very, very good sign to see them not only rally around Zach Wilson, but rally around each other. And it was it, it's something that where I, I'm disagreeing with you is I don't think they had that last year. I think they they kind of went into games and kind of, you know, they didn't have the swagger and they didn't have the the uh, I don't know the the vibrato of just like being where they like I felt like they're they're they were trying to make a statement every single play last night. I don't disagree with anything you just said. Um but what I would pose to you is how about if next week the Jets are in a real low scoring game because the defense is unbelievable and you know the Jets wind up losing that game. Are you as a fan not going to just feel like it's 2022 all over again. I mean, very, I feel like it's tough. It's tough to say because again, look, taking a step back, looking at the Jets schedule. I mean, with Rogers, we, we were asking for three and three. So the fact that we're one and zero, and now we only, we, we can go what two and three in the next three and kind of get what, get what we ask for. And, and then we hit a soft part in the schedule. Uh, you know, I'm, I guess this is where we'll start with Zach Wilson. I I think that I, I'm, I don't know if I'm in the minority here, but I, I'm kind of 
not bought into him. I don't really know, even know how to really explain how I feel about it, but I, I think that Zach Wilson is, I think I talked about this with like the Yankees and Harrison Bader, but I feel like Zach Wilson is a, is a roller. I like to call them like when things are going well and things are, and everything is clicking and the team is good and everyone's hyped and you know, you don't have your back against the wall every play. I feel like Zach Wilson benefits from that. And I don't think it's coincidence that that stadium was rocking that. I mean, rocking is an understatement. You know that. Um, But I think Zach Wilson kind of took that energy from the stadium and he honed it really well, I thought. And yeah, he had a really bad interception. But after the interception, I think he was like nine of 13 down the stretch with that touchdown to Garrett Wilson. Say what you want about the, the, the catch itself. Unbelievable grab by Garrett Wilson. Sure. Bad throw, but a touchdown is a touchdown is a touchdown in my book. Uh, I thought Zach Wilson, especially down the stretch and in the second half, once he got his, you know, his feet wet and kind of, I guess, knocked the dust off a little bit. I was, I kind of liked what I saw about him and it, and it's not necessarily the stats that I thought were, were anything eye appealing. Again, he, uh, he, he was, he had an interception. He had a touchdown. Uh, he was, he finished the game. Um, I'm sorry. I had it in front of me. 14 of 21 for 140 yards, a touchdown and interception took two sacks, but I don't know. There was just something about him like that. He was confidently stepping up in the pocket. It didn't look like he was where in previous years, Zach Wilson looked like he was always playing with like his hair on fire. I thought he was, he was playing his game, but he was almost like, it looked like I could almost tell he was processing it better after the pick, you know? And I think that a lot of that can come in like, you know, I mean, just picture yourself, Zach Wilson, half the fan base can't stand your face. Uh, and they don't even want to see you on the sideline, let alone in the opening game where you're filling in for Aaron Rodgers. And once he kind of got over that, I thought he locked in, and I, I thought he didn't look bad at all. Um, I, listen, I, I guess so. I, I just think there's going to be a lot of weeks where, uh, you know, maybe your defense can't have a performance quite uh, like this one. But what I will say is, and I, I don't know if this is an official official report or not, but you know, speaking to maybe the progression of Zach Wilson here. Um, I think I read that Aaron Rodgers is going to uh, stick with the team and sort of be on the sidelines and, and just kind of be there. And for, for a guy like Zach, I, I think that would be uh, ginormous because we talk about, you know, watching Rodgers and he, he got to do a little bit of that. But I mean, to have him in your ear in game, I mean, I, I think that would be a, a wonderful thing for Zach Wilson. Yeah, and and actually, funny you say that. The people behind me, I, again, I had I was only sitting in my row of like four or five people, but the people behind me, we were just talking to as you know, they would get an update on their phone, share with us, vice versa. And they said some someone brought up like, where the heck is he? Like, why isn't he out here? And you know, obviously, he was probably getting tested or getting MRIs or whatever he was getting done uh, yesterday. But I I agree with you. I think that especially for Zach Wilson. Uh, and especially for this team, I think it's way more than this team. Like just having Rodgers there on the sideline is it's obviously not worth the money they're paying him that, you know, you want to see Rodgers on the field for that kind of money, but you know, it's, he needs to be there. I feel like, I feel like it's an, it's an energy. If you, if you believe in that kind of stuff and it's not only an energy, but like you said, it's his mind for the game. And if you think about how this team was constructed, this is Aaron Rodgers offense, right? So if if they're going to need uh, the mastermind of this offense on the sideline every game, 
And if you have that versus not having that, that's a big difference, especially with a young quarterback like Zach Wilson. Uh, so it's it, it's going to be very interesting. You know, I think that Rodgers, it would be a really bad look, I think, if Rodgers wasn't there on the sideline. So I hope that that reporting is is accurate. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss of words. I, I really haven't wrapped my mind around too much of like, you know, what this, what this kind of entails for like next year and whatnot. I haven't even thought about that. I'm still, I mean, I can't even get over the fact that they won this game. Uh, I mean, let's, let's get past the quarterbacks. Give me someone that you thought, uh, you thought really stood out to you on each side of the ball. I have my answers. I, I want to know yours. Yeah. Um, uh, on, on the offensive side of the ball, um, I, you know, I, I'm going to take the gimme here, but, um, I mean, for Brees Hall to, to just be that electric, like, like he hadn't even lost a half a step. Um, you know, if the Jets are going to win games, it's going to be, it's going to be through what Brees Hall did last night. Um, so he's my just star of the game on offense for sure. Um, on defense, I don't know. I mean, like the obvious answer is Jordan Whitehead. Um, I don't know if you heard, but there was an incentive of three interceptions for him and he may, he gets like a quarter of a million dollars or something. Wow. No, I didn't hear that. It's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. So, so he hit that in one game and I don't think he'd ever had three in a season before he gets three in one game. So that would be my answer there. But I mean, really my answer is just the entire, the entire defense. Um, the, the way they play together is just unbelievable. Um, Sauce Gardner had like a rough first quarter and a half and then picked it up. Um, so yeah, the, the jet defense was, it's just, it's crazy to sit there and be like, there's, there's Josh Allen. He's right there. And you just, you feel confident. Yeah. It's, and I think that, uh, you know, we spoke about when we did our win loss, win loss game, we're talking about, you know, beginning, beginning of the, the years, tough schedule you're facing arguably, you know, four three or four of the best quarterbacks in the entire league right out of the bat. Uh, Josh Allen, I think, you know, regardless of what his performance was yesterday, uh, and we're, it's approaching levels of, you know, we own Josh Allen. Um, yeah. Approaching, I'll say. I, you know, I don't want to really poke the bear because I have – I'm a big Josh Allen fan. I think he's a great player. Um, but for whatever reason, he gets – he gets the uh, he. What is the Donald quote? He he sees ghosts when he when he plays the uh, the Jets. Yeah, or he, see, he was seeing ghosts, and maybe he was seeing ghosts yesterday. Um, one guy I definitely really wanted to shout out, um, performance wise, Quinn Jefferson. Uh, three total tackles, but he's got two sacks, two quarterback hits, or sorry, three quarterback hits. He was there all day yesterday. Uh, I thought he, you know, the D line was. I thought they started off a little slow. You know, Buffalo really was moving the ball, I would say, decently. Uh, Allen made a couple. I think one of the picks, Allen kind of just threw up and said, hey, if they pick it off, it's like a punt. Uh, more so, I think the first pick uh, earlier in the game, you know, he just kind of he just kind of th- threw the ball as far as he could. And I think the Jets got the ball like what, like the seven or the 10 yard line or something like that. Um, so yeah. I, in, in effect, it was a punt. So not the worst play, but. I mean, the complaint about Josh Allen, and you want my star on the offensive side of the ball. Josh Allen's my star on the offensive side of the ball because he he gave it gave it back to us four times yesterday. Uh, yeah. and, and you know, there's there's an angle of I've spoken to some you know anti uh, anti Jet fans. Uh, I won't even say they're supporting other teams because they don't. They just don't like the Jets. Um, and their their whole thing was, you know, 
and I guess it's a real angle is you won by six points and you, you got four extra possessions or three extra possessions. Cause we, we also turned the ball over once I believe. So uh, I, I mean, the, I thought there were so many good signs of this game last night. And, and again, to do that, to have all these guys, you know, it's one thing to everyone do their role and everything to play their part, but it's a whole other thing when, Aaron Rodgers again. You, I don't need to paint the picture again. When when Rodgers gets hurt, and then you still go out and execute, and you still go out, and especially for the defense, play the game of you know the best defensive jet game I've seen in a while. I was impressed, and I'm, I'm I think I might give some kudos to Salah on that one. Yeah, yeah. And how about uh, Xavier Gibson? You find a way to make the team, and you do that in your first game. I mean, I, I've never seen a, a more team-oriented win in my life, just all three phases, um, just the way that it was. Yeah, that that was so sick. And uh, so I was in – I was in – so the, the end zone that he returned it in, uh, I started up in the 300 level, uh, and then I had some buddies that were down in, like, the 150 level in the end zone that he returned it. So I had an awesome view of the punt return. Uh, I mean, as soon as he bounced it to the outside and then – not for nothing. Go watch that replay. How that punter uh, didn't make that tackle at the end, or even just like, you know, that's one of those scenarios where I don't want to be this guy and sound like, you know, I'm trying to, I want to see people get hurt, but like, man, you got to go for the guy's ankles or something. Like you gotta, you gotta just lay your body on the line there. I thought he, I thought it was a really weak effort there uh, on the very back end of that punt by Buffalo, but Hey, I'm not complaining. Um, well, again, let's be fair. great story. There was a, a missed call there. You thought so? There was a missed tripping call on the Jets for sure. Yeah. I, actually, I guess, I don't know if, I guess you didn't hear this because you were at the game. I mean, Joe Buck kind of, um, you know, kind of made a joke about the call from the other night. And after the Jets had won on the return, Joe Buck had said, oh, you know, you have to put an asterisk on this one. Um, I obviously kidding because the Jets that. are in, you know, the Jets are in field goal range at that point. But. Yeah, I, I actually did hear about that. But, yeah, no, I mean, I didn't. It's a little different, uh, you know, watching it when you're there than on TV. Obviously, it's, it's kind of hard to see everything. Um, yep. But I, I thought I, I wish that I, I had like a video of, you know, when the punt uh, when the punt was actually kicked and the entire return. But I only got the, t- the very, very tail end of it when what was it? Salah sprinted down to the end zone. And uh, and and was he like the first? He was one of the first people there. And I just thought that was awesome. Honestly, you know, in retrospect, it was after the Rodgers, the the Rodgers injury. And and I think me personally, like I said, I I was kind of I was kind of bought into the I guess now it's like, all right, now it's Zach Wilson time. Let's just see what we got again. Um, Once I kind of I put that in my brain and uh, I just said, I guess we're going to have to live with it. I, you know, I was I was obviously rooting for them. But man, that when. Again, like you said, the Gibson punt return and just all the stuff with the hard knocks and the scene of them, uh, you know, pretending to cut him and not cutting him and him making a team and his undrafted rookie. It's just like such a such a crazy story. And like it's it's nuts to, to see that kind of play out in real time. You know, obviously, it's again on TV. It's way different. But the 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 emotional roller coaster that every single person even if you're a Bills fan, you know, I was thinking about that too. Like imagine you're a Bills fan, right? And I even heard some chirping from the Bills in like the second quarter, like leave now, go beat the traffic. Like there was a couple of Bills fans in my section that were chanting, beat the traffic, like, like whatever. 
obnoxious chants. There was a and, lot of people trading barbs in my section. A lot of a lot of verbal abuse going on in my section between just you know gangs of uh, Bill fans, gangs of Jets fans, just you know a lot of liquid confidence, yelling, screaming at each other, fighting, They're kind of obnoxious. Now, the Bills, tra- the Bills fans travel well. That that's not a that's not just like a thing people say. That's very true. I don't know Bobby's if you noticed favorite this. fan base. Yeah, I, I mean honestly, they're they're they are a fun fan base for sure. Not for nothing. You could think what you want about the Bills or whatever, but I would love to go to one of those tailgates. Uh, you've been right. You were at the uh, the Bills game. What year was that? Yeah, Sam. Those those Bills tailgates. They're not for people like you or me. Well, I would go like incognito. I wear like a red, just like a red T-shirt, blue They'll T-shirt. They'll sniff you out. They'll sniff you out. You have to be a savage. But yeah, well, um, not I mean, people like you or me. <laughs> Jets wise, I mean, I've had it running through my head all day. Um, like I said, I'm just I'm exhausted. Uh, is there any last touches you want to put on the Jets before uh, you know we hit on some other? Yeah, well, I guess the pressing question now, and and I, I guess I want to get your your take on this. You know, there Salah said today in his press conference that they're definitely going to be looking to add a quarterback. Um, but you know, my, I truly think that I don't, I'm not even going to throw out any names. Uh, I really think that whoever they want to bring in, they want to bring in as a as a backup to Zach. I don't think they want someone to come in and take his job unless you know, unless I you know the first person that comes to mind is Tom Brady, uh, just naturally. Uh, and I, you know, I don't. I do not think that is happening. Just putting that out there now. Um, I don't think Stafford's happening either. So I, I really think any realistic option is it's going to be a backup to Zach Wilson. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I haven't really looked too deep into this, but I, I was, I was planning on uh, kind of watching some of the, the articles as they came out this week and kind of then doing this, but I was going to see who Nathaniel Hackett has worked with in the past that uh that might that might bode well for this situation someone brought up uh, like Blake Bortles today you know he hasn't played in uh, I think a a year maybe two years uh but whoever they bring in is not going to be uh I I don't I can't I can't imagine I can't even think of the name of the person that would would come here and and really be like oh yeah wow okay now we're now we're back like you know they're not a a Kyler Murray you said Stafford I, I just can't see them doing that I mean, they owe Aaron Rodgers $100 million next year, and they have Zach Wilson on the roster, who all signs point that they trust him and they want they want this to flow smoothly back to Zach Wilson eventually. Um, I, I don't know. Do you have any names in your head that you, other than no, but that or... was, No, but that was the first time that I heard Kyler Murray, and there's, there's something about it that is exciting. I mean... Is there though? I, I I don't know, man. I think I to me, I think that that what the Jets need is, and maybe you know, you could say it's a problem about Zach Wilson. Sure, it definitely has been. You know, they just need a, a guy that that can like a like. Give me if you plopped Daniel Jones last year, just plopped him on this team. This this is a real a real deal team. Agree or disagree? Agree. Yeah, like a guy that can do with his legs. Daniel Jones turnovers were way down last year. Um, guy, just don't turn the ball over, right? I think I think well, a guy then I, like then I, I do have a name. I do have a name. Um, the the person you're describing is Colt McCoy. Yeah, that's and that's one that's been floated out there. And you know what? But but here's the thing: they want Zach to be the guy anyway. I think that that's a solid backup option. Um, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned this. The Jets now 
uh, retain a first-round pick, and they will only owe Green Bay a second-round pick this year uh, due to Aaron Rodgers obviously not playing uh, 70% of the snaps. Yeah, that that was kind of like a, you know, that was, I guess, a silver lining, I guess you can say. Um, that sucks for, I mean, the, if you're a Packers fan, like, yeah, I guess Jordan Love looked fine. I will talk a little bit about, like, you know, other games around the league real quick and a little bit later. But, I mean, if you're a Packers fan, like, this guy just, you know, Rodgers leaves and you think you're getting, like, this this amazing deal from the Jets. And now that had to hurt them, too, no? Like, had yeah. to. Yeah, that's a that's like the that's 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 twisting the knife to me. Um, Yeah, that's losing a first round pick. Yeah, that's and you you I guess if you're if you're the Packers, you 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 had to kind of assume that was in your back pocket, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, seventy percent is not is not like a you know it's not it's not that's not a hundred percent, right? So he could have got hurt for a week. Yeah, could have missed five weeks and hit it. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's but look, all in all, Jets are one and zero. They beat a they beat. What I still think is a good Bills team. Uh, they, they'll see them again later in the season. Uh, we very interesting to see how that matchup goes. I feel like, you know, the Bills are going to be out for blood in that game for sure. Uh, but I, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, the Jets go to was it Dallas this week? Yep. Jets, yeah. Jets head to Dallas. Um, I guess an easy transition into our next topic, the uh, New York football giants. Oh, man. Oh, man. I, I was talking about this with my dad. That, you know, I, I, I've watched a lot of giant games. My dad's a giant fan. Uh, again, just a local team. I, I don't, I'm not a giant hater. I'll, I was no. actually rooting for them against the Cowboys just just because. But, man, that was, you know, one of the uglier, uglier games of in any level of any sport of any competition that I had ever seen on again, on a TV in person uh, on a highlight reel uh, on, you know, sports center, not top plays when uh, the uh, college football, when it's 60 to nothing, that was, that literally looked like, you know, one of those Alabama versus uh, St. Mary's home of the blind games. That's minus 60. Did it not? Yeah. And I use that analogy all the time. I saw Mary's home of the blind. Yeah. Like when I'm trying to like describe like why college football ruffles me, I use that analogy all the time. Yeah. I I, don't get me started on college football. I can't stand it. Um, I mean, let's start with, let's go right. Let's right to the giants. Uh, Daniel Jones, right to the top here. You know, he obviously, if you watch this game, the big, at least the beginning of the first half of this game, severely impacted by, the rain, it was it was coming down pregame, during the game. And, and you know, I thought I'm I'm talking, I was watching the game with some of my cousins. I thought, you know, my whole thing was this is gonna bode well for the Giants. They're the Giants want to run the ball. They do, they're not this high flying offense that's gonna be taking shots left and right. Uh, they don't really have the personnel to even do that. Um and, and you know, first drive, they march right down the field. Barkley looks good. Daniel Jones looks good. I think they might they might have ran the ball like eight times on the first drive, and then they missed the field goal. And then it's like, okay, that's not good. These games are like a little wacky all the time. And then the game was over. Right there, the game was over. Uh, they the Cowboys, they just didn't stop. Didn't stop. 
it was it was constant yeah. constant just uh, just unbelievable like just outplayed it was it was crazy 58 yard uh return field goal for a touchdown field goal pick pick six field goal touchdown 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 it, this was the giants got the floor wiped with uh they i don't, I don't even know how to say it man it, it was it was bad. Was there was there anything you saw from this Giants team that you liked or thought was like okay? No, no, nothing at all. Um, they're obviously uh, not competitive, and it stinks that this is the first and only thing that they've put on tape. But you know, I, I still think the conditions. It was a wacky game. The Giants, and listen, it's not a it's not a positive thing that they couldn't handle some rain uh, and that they couldn't they couldn't make a block. Um, but I, I still err on the side of it's a little bit of an anomaly, um, and the Giants are going to be okay. But, but no, there, there was there was no positives at all. It was just yeah, I've I haven't seen a, an, an offense just manhandled like that in a while. Yeah, and I think it's I kind of agree with you. I think that well, I agree and disagree. What I agree with you is I think the Giants are they're not as they're not going to get forty balled every week. Like they're not the they're not they're not that bad and i don't think the cowboys are are as good as they were you're right the game was like a little fluky here and there there was you know that that saquon ball that goes off his hands and right into the cowboys hands and i i believe that was did that end up as a pick six i don't even know but that was one interception that so clearly affected by the the weather um I'm, you know i'm not making excuses for the giants you get 40 ball there's there's not a I don't have 40 excuses. I don't. Yeah. Um, but I have I, maybe I one or two. They're, closer, they're still closer to the team that went to Dallas on Thanksgiving and was competitive. They're, they're still closer to that, um, to obviously this. Yeah. And, and I mean, like looking at the Cowboys, again, now the, the the Jets have them this week. I didn't think the Cowboys, especially on offense, you know, Tony Pollard, 14 for 70, two touchdowns. But, you know, this – Really, it was the Cowboys' defense that was more impressive. Dak, 13 of 24 for 143 yards. Again, yeah. very much affected by the weather. They're uh, the Jets no, of the NFC. The Cowboys? That's all they are. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as that. I think you put a little bit more respect on Dak. I don't know about that. I mean, I, I'm not the highest on Dak either, but, I mean, he's a, I think he's a little bit better than Zach Wilson. At least a little I mean, bit. Yeah. So, so am I. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but uh, I, I and also I don't know that like they, they definitely do have like some nice weapons on the team. Uh, again, Tony Pollard. Uh, I thought it was I was you know pregame. I don't know how much you watched like the pregame or everything leading up to it, but like right before the game, they were interviewing Dak. I don't even it might, I don't know if it was Aaron Andrews or whoever it was. And the first question they ask him is, "So, Dak, like." How do you think it's going to feel handing off to not Ezekiel Elliott for the first time? I'm like, um, and my my mind, I'm like, first of all, what do you want him to say? Like, yeah, man, I miss him. Like, uh, it's going to be really different. I don't know how we're going to do this tonight. Do you think he's really yeah. going to say that? Like, no, he he's yeah. going to give the the. It was just such a silly question. Uh, like, do you miss Zeke? That's so yeah. silly. Um, but again, th- this this I think that this Dallas team is this they go as. Dak goes, I think. And I think that, you know, just like we said about the Jets, the Jets are not going to get three interceptions and a fumble every single week. I don't think the Cowboys defense is either, but I don't think that's like necessarily saying that they're they're not as good as they were because, I mean, 
I don't know if you saw you were watching Michael Parsons. I like to just lock on to players every once in a while. You you know, lock on to Michael Parsons on this uh, when they play the Jets. He is is unbelievable, unbelievable. The, how he's he's making guys like the the offensive linemen on the Giants literally look like they couldn't see him. Yeah, no, and and how do you not lock on to Michael Parsons? I mean, like it, it, he just he he zooms through the line every single play. And if there's one positive out of what happened to the Jets is I ripped the Band-Aid off and I won't have to be locking into Micah Parsons all week next week. But, um, yeah, no, he's the best defensive player in the league. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It, it's – I mean, he he's he gives me, like, obviously Aaron Donald still in his prime and in a different position, but he's, like, scary good. And, I, you know, looking, looking forward to the Jets, we'll, we'll – We'll have another episode where we, you know, make our picks and kind of talk more so about the the, the week two matchups uh, later in the week. But you know, looking at this team and kind of watching, I thought the Jets' O line last night was a little bit suspect at points. Uh, and and you know, I think you, the the Cowboys are going to be a team where they're going to find your weak. They're going to put Micah Parsons on your weakest link, and they're going to tell you to you adjust. That's what they're going to tell you to do. And the Giants are just yeah. unable to do that. Uh, you know, they're they're not going to. The Giants could have brought all of their tight ends, Waller, Bellinger. They could have put Barkley on him. I, I guarantee you he would have put up the same stat line. He was just – I mean, he was there uh, every single play, you know. And you know as a quarterback, he's – Daniel Jones is seeing that. And, you know, now instead of your first read being, you know, a weak side slant, your first read's got to be, okay, did Michael Parsons beat me – beat uh, the ball to my hands? Like, is he going to intercept the snap? Like that, you really yeah. have to kind of worry about that. It's it's so crazy, and it's uh, it's really impressive. He's he's one of my favorite players to watch in the league. I, I don't hate on the Cowboys. I said I was rooting for the Giants, but uh, yeah, I mean, luckily enough for the Giants, uh, they get the layup matchup of the NFL season next week, and I I can't I can't imagine a, a team needing a win more in week two against a team that is so obviously not trying to win it comes at the perfect time for the giants. Oh, perfect. I, I, I didn't know who they were playing in week two and like halfway through that game when I'm like, why the hell is Daniel Jones still out there? Um, yeah, I saw it was Arizona and I was like, Oh my God, what luck. Yeah. They, I mean, they, you know, they should win that game. I, you know, there's going to be some, some real, real question marks. Uh, if, if they, they don't, I'll, I'll even go as far to say is, you know, they should win that game handily. They should, that should not be a game if, it, it, you know, the line right now I see is Giants are giving five and a half on the road. That that means that, you know, Vegas thinks that they're, what, eight and a half points better than than the Cardinals. They should win that game by 10 plus points. They should. Yeah, it's an extra practice. That's yeah, what it should be. It's a keyword being should. Um, yep. Yeah, but again, I, one positive I could take out of the Giants, I thought Barkley, again, knock on wood, I thought Barkley looked healthy. They ran a lot of offense through him. I, I think that's going to be consistent. Uh, and I, I still believe that Barkley's on somewhat of a prove-it tour. But, there, I mean, there was just nothing that could have been done there. There, there was nothing that – there was nothing that could have – even, you know, you could have had three Barkley touchdowns in, in a span of five minutes. I still don't think they were winning that game. There, there was no way right. they were winning that game. Right. So if, if there's nothing that can be done, and I'm not trying to just parlay this into a jet thing, but 
just I mean against a team like the Cowboys, how how what do you do? How do you stop a Micah Parsons? Like I mean, you look last night with the Jets. I think Tyler Conkham was on the field for almost half the snaps, um, and that's just because they were just trying to get some tight end help. Um, a team like the Jets, like or, or a team like the Giants, what do you do against Dallas to to even try to fend that off a little bit? And and obviously there's quick game, but the Jets went in with quick game last night. It didn't work out. Yeah, well, I, I'll, I'll say this, and I think this is kind of like a, a little bit of an ass backwards take. Um, the, what did the What did the Bills do yesterday? They 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 kind of attacked Sauce Gardner a little bit, and I think that the way you kind of attack a guy like an Aaron Donald or a Micah Parsons or like again like the Bills did to to Diggs last night, you got I think you got to test them early. Like you got to you got to get them on their heels. It's almost like a punch first sort of mentality where, you know, you don't want Micah Parsons getting a sack before you get a, a six yard run on his side first. You know what I mean? Like to me, I think you, you don't want to run. You kind of want to run away from Micah Parsons. I get it. Uh, but you definitely don't want to run play actions towards his side. You don't want to run any read options towards his side. But to me, you got to run at him early and often uh, get some chip blocks going on him. You got, I mean, even, I'm not going to call for, you know, any sort of blindside or dirty hit, but yeah, you, know, you tell Darren Waller to go, you know, come in motion real quick and just chip him on the side. Let him know that it, it could come at any time that, you know, you got to be, you got to be in his head and you can't let him get in yours. And that only takes, it really only took, you know, three or four plays to, for him to get in the giant's head. Uh, so, you know, I think you gotta, you gotta kind of push these, push these stars and, yeah, if if the Giants lose because Michael Parsons just it has uh, the game of his life and there's nothing you can do about it, like like literally just happened. I mean, I guess so be it. But uh, yeah, I, I'm a big. I think you got to punch first in that situation rather than punch when your back's against the wall. No. Hello. <laughs> Did Michael Parsons get to you? Michael Parsons might have gotten the mat. Or oh, I, you know what? I, I I didn't realize that I had muted myself. Yeah, I thought Michael Parsons got to you. I was going to say yeah, I, I took, heard that. I heard that. one I was play. I was like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> why isn't he hearing me laughing? <laughs> um, but Giants again get the Cardinals in week two. Um, and again they should win it. So I, I mean, I'm going to chalk the Giants up to one and one. I, I please throw egg in my face if I'm wrong. I've I've been on the the whole uh, Cardinals are trying to lose mentality for the last since the season started. So uh, a Giants loss there would be quite ugly. Um, anything else you wanted to add about this Giants game? I, I want to go around the league just real quick. Thoughts on each game. Yeah, no, uh, just uh, the the fact that this uh, this Giant, and I know they're on the road, this game's opening up at just a uh, minus five and a half. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Um, we'll get to our picks at, at a later date. I have I have a lot of thoughts on this week two slate. Um, but let's go around the league real quick. Let's look at some of the other games that, that went on, uh, Ravens beat the Texans 25 to nine. Uh, I all looked, all looked well with the Ravens. They lose JK Dobbins for the, the, uh, remainder of the season. I believe another Achilles tear, um, there just like Rogers, no surprise there. Um, yeah. CJ Stroud's before, first game. Not before JK Dobbins cooked me in fantasy though. Not before that. Not, not before that. After Very the touchdown and all that, yeah, 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 he, yeah, he, he made sure he did that, and then he got to get hurt. Yeah, yeah. So he, he just had to get that that box checked. Um, so you know, Texans 
they're gonna they're probably gonna be non-competitive. It's gonna be a development year for CJ Stroud. And the Ravens, I didn't really watch, you know, every snap of this game, but uh looked like Zay Flowers is gonna be a, a good player. Uh Odell doing the Ray Lewis dance, walking out. Think what you want about Odell. He's he's gonna be the social media star of whatever team he's on. Um but you know, expected there. Uh then the next game, I thought this was this might have been the stunner of the week. Browns 24 to three against the Bengals. Bengals just stayed home. Yeah, yawn. Not to me. I had a I had the Browns on the money line. Um, I mean, I just feel like we didn't even know until recently if Joe Burrow was definitely gonna play. Um yeah. go and and it obviously looks like he's not uh totally up to game speed yet. Um I think Cleveland's obviously gonna be underrated this season, uh, at least for the first few games or so. Um but yeah, no, I mean that that's just me gloating about a sharp pick. Um uh, the Bengals obviously gonna be okay. Uh just just a strange game to not see them get into the end zone. Um not a lot of Jamar Chase action. Um just just a weird one for Cincinnati. But I mean they're no strangers to it. They've they've lost to the Jets early on in a, a couple seasons. Yeah, I, I and then uh T. Higgins, zero burger there, uh did nothing. So if you're a fantasy player, I'm sure you know that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not really worried about the Bengals, but uh, like you said, gonna gonna be remain to be seen if if Joe Burrow is 100. Um, percent Buccaneers beat the Vikings. I thought this was kind of interesting. Baker Mayfield uh, gets his gets a win in his debut against our least favorite team in the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson goes crazy, uh, very much expected nine for 150, and they lose. And you want to know why they lose? Because they had Alexander Madison rush 11 times for 34 yards. Then their next highest rusher is Kirk Cousins, three rushes for seven. And then they have Ty Chandler, three rushes for zero yards. That's their rushing totals. That's why they lose the game. So, yeah, yeah, no, 100%. They, uh, yeah, I mean, I think we were all expecting, uh, you know, sort of a, a downfall of Minnesota. I think we all thought they were. Um, fraudulent to say the least last season. Uh, I didn't expect it to to come like this week one at home, um, inviting Baker Mayfield into your stadium. Yeah. Uh, give me a, give me a one to 10 and how, how bought into the Baker Mayfield books. Are you, are you excited or at least? No, three and a half. No, you're not a Baker guy. I, I mean, like not especially, I mean, I thought like I was excited when he won that game uh, for the Rams last year, but um, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. What I think the Bucks are a big whatever team this year. I think. Yep. Um. Next, I think two two more kind of whatever teams. Uh, the Derek Carr debut in New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans beats the Tennessee Titans sixteen to fifteen. Uh, Ryan Tannehill three interceptions. Derek Henry kind of held to fifteen for sixty three yards. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins okay game seven for sixty five. Uh, nothing really too crazy here. Chris Olave's a stud. Eight for one twelve. Um, again, these two teams are—they'll be five hundred, maybe. They're like in yeah, the middle of the road teams. Just a strange game out of uh, your favorite player of all time, Derrick Henry. Yeah, my favorite I mean, listen, player. He still was averaging four a carry on the ground, but it's just—it's weird to not see him uh, really, you know, break one out or at least punch one or two in. Yeah, you know you're. You're you're right. It's you can kind of. He's one of those guys that, in my mind, I chalk up to a touchdown every week. Um, next game. This was my pivot. Uh, my pivot pick here. Uh, the Falcons twenty four ten beat the Bryce Young led uh, Carolina Panthers. Bryce Young 
uh, touchdown and two interceptions in his debut. Nothing really else of note. Uh, I, they bring in Miles Sanders there, uh, and he looks like he's going to be the workhorse and almost some sort of like the focal point of the offense there in Carolina. Uh, again, they're another team that's just going to look to develop their quarterback. Um, and then the Falcons, my whole point with the, with the pivot was, I think the Falcons might be sneaky good. That You know, Desmond Ritter, 15 of 18 for 115 yards and a touchdown. And then they have a one-two punch of Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson that these guys are good, man. They're fun. Yes. And then, then yep. you mix in your, your Kyle Pitts and your Drake London. Uh, this could be a, a real good team. And I think that yeah. again, part, yeah. part of my pivot was I think people were sleeping on them a little bit. Yeah, we, we really kind of wrote them off and, and not even that we were supposed to think they were going to be good or anything, but I don't know, like they, they, they're obviously exciting personnel wise. Like, I, I don't know why they don't, they don't get any sort of, uh, I don't know, just any coverage at all. Yeah, really weird. I think they have like a bunch of young, good weapons and, you know, they're between their quarterback, their, you know, Desmond Ritter, Bijan, Algier, Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Those are all like young, like young guys that are are all at one point or another were very highly thought of as far as talent you know put them all together and you got yourself a good team um i'll be interested to see what the falcons are like this year i i think i like them um next game uh, this was another another one of my uh one of my picks betting against the rookie quarterbacks uh jacksonville jaguars take down the colts 31 to 21 uh jaguars looks great uh trevor lawrence Throws an interception, two interceptions, uh, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Travis Etienne, 18 for 77 in a touchdown. Calvin Ridley, eight for 101 in a touchdown. He looks like an absolute stud. Um, did you watch any of this game? This was, this was an interesting game. Obviously, you know, Anthony Richardson uh, debut as a Colt. Uh, and then obviously the hype around the Jaguars. Yeah, I was able to tune in for a little bit because this was at a point when I really needed Christian Kirk to do something. Um yeah, I mean, I think the Jaguars did what they had to. You'd like a little more efficiency out of your quarterback and things like that. But I think I think week one, you brought in a star receiver and it showed up immediately. And um, yeah, I think they did what they had to do. Yeah, and I, as for the Colts, obviously the the looming Josh um, Jonathan Taylor uh, situation is obviously a, one you don't want to be in. But I thought Richardson looked good. Uh, he 24 of 37, 223, touchdown, interception. 10 rushes for 40 yards and a touchdown. I, all the talk that I saw and all these, you know, uh, week one recaps where he's got to learn how to slide and not, you know, he's realized he's not in college anymore or he's going to get beat up. Um, but, you know, we'll see again, another one of these teams with uh, probably a development year, uh, especially we know Jonathan Taylor there. So uh, th- I thought that w- that game was kind of, he kind of could have predicted that pretty, pretty much to a T. Um the next game, though, this yeah, was speak, this speak was about a, predicting. Uh, speaking about predicting a game to a T here, um, I didn't. I never got the the hype with Pittsburgh coming into this game. I didn't understand the spread. Uh, I nailed this pick on the pod picks. Um, yeah, the the 49ers just they smacked them. Yeah, thirty to seven, Forty Niners uh, put them away uh, relatively early. I believe at a point it was twenty to nothing. Uh, I mean, Forty ers looked every bit of scary that you can even imagine. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 22 carries, 152 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk, eight for one, 129 and two touchdowns. I mean, they look like a well-oiled machine, uh, emphasis on machine. And then I'm going to kind of 
go back at you with this, but I mean, I was bought into the Steelers hype. I'm a huge Mike Tomlin fan. I thought Kenny Pickett would be great. Um, but again, let, let me stop me when you see the coincidence here. I, I said this about the Vikings. Here's here are the Steelers. I know the game got away from them, but still here are the Steelers rushing totals. Najee Harris, six for 31. Jalen Warren, three for six. Kenny Pickett, one for four. That's it. Yeah, but I mean, they were down 20 nothing in the second quarter. Look, I, I get it. But you if you told think of, I saw I was I was talking about this today. If you're if you were pitching, if you're a, an MLB pitcher and in the in, after the first home run you give up in the first inning, you say to the other team, we're only throwing fastballs today. You're going to lose that game. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that's how I think about offense. Agree or disagree. But, uh, Agreed, I digress. but I feel like, you got, like you have to you have to rush for first downs early. Otherwise, yeah, it's, it's done. Yeah. No, I mean, you're right. But I, I again, I, I just it's very rare to see. Mike Tomlin have a team in that in that situation period. So, yep. uh, I, I thought that was interesting. Um, next game, uh, this was the game, game that of I the pivoted, week. Pivoted off of the the Sam Howell led Commanders take down the Josh Dobbs uh, led Arizona Cardinals twenty to sixteen. Don't cover the spread. Unbel- the best pick of the week was the pick I didn't even make was pivoting off the the Commanders. Uh, they do not cover the, the seven point spread. Um, nothing really of note here on the Cardinal side. Uh, the, I mean, I guess James Conner, 14 of 62, all sorts of spread out, um, spread out statistics there. Nothing really to get into on that side. I thought Sam Howell was kind of up and down. Uh, he had a, a bad interception. I believe he fumbled as well. Um, there's a lot of hype going into the season about this receiving core, uh, that that Washington has, and look, they got the win, but I I don't know how pretty it really was. I mean, Sam Howell gets sacked six times by the Cardinals. That's not good. Yep. So I, I, he did rush for a touchdown as well. Uh, you know, I think again, it's another team that's gonna. They might be five hundred. They they might be a little bit game under, game over, maybe. You know, who knows? But another development year again. But bunch of young talent there. Uh, Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson. Uh, again, Terry McLaurin, a lot of people are really high on Terry McLaurin as a talent. Um, so we'll, we'll see what the commanders end up to be, uh, next game, the, your second favorite team, the Denver Broncos lose to handsome Jimmy and the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, 17 to 16. This was a good game. I thought Jimmy Garoppolo looked good. 20 of 26, two touchdowns and interception, uh, didn't get really much of the running game going, but I mean, this offense, you know, if Jacoby Myers is going to be, uh, you know, nine of 81 for two touchdowns. And then obviously we know what Devonte Adams is. And then we know what Josh Jacobs is. He was the leading rusher last year. If my, my immediate thinking is if they can have all these weapons around Jimmy G, why can't they have the same offense as the Jimmy G led 49ers had with Debo and Ayuk uh, And when he there, that offense was clicking over there. Why can't that be the Raiders? Yeah, and, and and I mean on the flip side, Denver Broncos. I mean, uh, I'll speak for Broncos country, aka um, <laughs> my father. Um, it's just kind of disappointing to not really see um, to to not see like an immediate upgrade on offense. Because um, you know, I mean that that's what Sean Payton's here for, and I think that you 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 wanted to see it show up immediately. You wanted to see Russell Wilson have you know a, a three touchdown, no pick sort of game. Um, but you know, yet to be seen, and um, I mean, a big, a kind of a, a big loss for the Broncos because I think, um, you know, it, 
there's obviously the hierarchy of this division uh, in the top two. And I think, you know, the, these two teams here, they just kind of got to fight each other to stay relevant. Yeah, and I think right now, if I had if I had to pick between these two teams, and obviously not because they they won the game, but I, I like I kind of like this Raiders team a little bit. They again they have some they have some really interesting weapons, and uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm not bought in on them. I'm really not bought in on either of these teams. Uh, you know, I didn't think Russell Wilson played bad. I mean, they lose the game by one point at home, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. The the receiving. The, the the weapons on the team are a little bit lackluster. They might be in the in the running for whoever, like a Mike Evans, maybe. I I don't know, but the, the there's something missing about this Denver Broncos team. I, I can't really pinpoint it, but definitely not uh not as exciting as these next two teams. 36-34, the Dolphins take down the Chargers. The game of the day. Uh, this was a college football game. We mentioned we didn't like college football. This was a college football game. Uh, video game numbers all around uh, to a 28 of 45, 466 yards, three touchdowns and interception. Tyree Hill, Tyree Hill, 11 receptions, 215 yards and two touchdowns consistently making me eat crow. I, I've been a vocal anti Tyree Hill guy for a while now. Um, and Why do you say that? Not necessarily like I, I obviously think he's great. He's amazing. I just when I think of a receiver, I think of like a guy that's going to go up and get it as much more valuable than a guy who's just going to outrun everyone. <laughs> it's every week Tyreek Hill consistently proves me wrong. Um, he's unbelievable to watch. I'm not saying he's a bad player, uh, but you know, again, just when I when I think of when I think of a receiver, I think of you know Tyreek Hill to me is more seems more like of like a gadget player or whatnot. But again, consistently proving me wrong. Uh, this team is every week. This is going to be, you're going to need to score 30 points to beat the, the Dolphins week in and week out. Need yeah. to. And I mean, uh, on the, on the Chargers side, I mean, video game, uh, video game numbers all over the place too, but I mean, three different players with a rushing touchdown and then Herbert had one passing of his own. Um, yeah. Really spreading it out there. Yeah. I mean, Austin Eckler, he's just like I said about Derrick Henry, he's an auto touchdown every week. Uh, 16 for 117 on the ground, four catches, 47 through the air. Uh, Keenan Allen, six for 76. Very interesting. Josh Kelly, 16 of 91. I believe Austin Eckler got hurt late in this game. Um, that it'll be interesting to see if he plays. But I mean, you know, the Chargers lose. But it, if there's a team that lost this week that you can take some positives out of, it's the Chargers for sure. They're going to be in a lot of games. Uh, yes. And they're going to be they're going to be there at the end. Both these teams will be. I think these these teams are very very comparable. I think every if you ran this game back ten times, it would be five five split in my opinion. They're very neck and neck, uh, very similar kind of just gunslinging teams that don't play a lick of defense. Um, so uh, definitely going to be interesting to see as far as AFC opponents for the Jets. Um, next game very much. Uh, Linked up with Jets and Giants, the Eagles beat the New England Patriots 25-20. Uh, in the first half of this game, first quarter, 16-0 Eagles. A lot of people wrote this team off. Patriots come back to score 14 in the second, 16-14 at half. Patriots make it a game at the very end. This was an exciting game. Eagles come out on top. Uh, a win is a win. I, I didn't think the Eagles looked crazy impressive. I didn't think. I really didn't think the Patriots looked crazy impressive either. This was kind of like a 
to me, it was like a sloppy game with little bursts. You know, Eagles got the first round. Patriots got the second round. And then it was just kind of ugly after that field goal fest. Um, but I, did you watch this? Did you watch a lot of this game? A decent amount. Yeah, the, this game was ugly um, from the uh, the the cringe uh, number retirement uh, all the way to the end. Uh, the Eagles don't run the ball well. Um, and I feel like that's really a, a weak link on their team. They They just... I mean, they got DeAndre Swift now. Uh, I think he had one carry. One um, carry. They've, they've never been a team that's run the ball well. He, you know, even last year, um, you know, was it going to be Miles Sanders? Was it going to be – I mean, Kenneth Gainwell had 14 carries. Um, you know, week one, uh, I'm, you know, I'm trying not to overreact to anything here. But, um, yeah, I mean, not a not a pretty game for Philadelphia. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts finished with a, a QBR of 36. He, he couldn't throw for 200 yards. It was just a, it was a strange football game from Philadelphia. Yeah, and then for for the Patriots, I don't think the Patriots want Mac Jones throwing the ball fifty four times ever again, ever yeah. again. Uh, that was that's you know I, I I'm not the, I'm not a Mac Jones hater, uh, but I think that he's he's very much a game manager to me more so than like a you know I want to see Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Tua, you know the top quarterbacks maybe throw the ball fifty four times. Not Mac Jones, uh, 35 of 54, three touchdowns and interception. Uh, they they go to 0-1. Um, I kind of have mixed feelings about the Patriots. I, You know, I, there's just something about them that they, I just don't think their roster is all that good. Their defense is like, they're, they're like, they're like C-plus everywhere. Yeah, every I mean, position. they still, they still kind of have a Patriots defense, but yeah, they... they they're they're a C plus everywhere. Yep. Yeah, and and then but Bill Bill Belichick, I think, obviously in a pinch, I'm a Belichick guy. I don't know about you, but I think yeah. Belichick kind of elevates everyone. Uh, he kind of makes everyone better still. Um, but again, wasn't able to come out with that. But again, the Eagles. A lot of people have said that the Eagles are going to be world beaters, just like the. A lot of people probably thought this game might go like the Giant game went, but that was not the case. Um, next game, this one, this one was kind of crazy this kind of defeated a lot of the hype Packers 38 to 20 go into Chicago against this Bears team that there was all the talk about Justin Fields and the new weapons and uh DJ Moore and there's a whole lot of nothing in this game I mean uh Justin Fields 24 of 37 216 a touchdown interception sacked four times uh rushes for 59 yards and nine attempts um they had non-existent rushing game outside of fields. Uh, they, the, the receiving again, very spread out, but a lot of, you know, four for fifties, five for forties, three for thirties, nothing really standing out here. Uh, did you, did you watch this one? What did you think about a field? I actually, you have fields I, as your fantasy quarterback. So you were you were probably watching this. I get the feeling that the bears are making a mistake in that. I feel like they're trying to, take away from Justin Fields what got everyone so excited last year. Um, you know, and this isn't really just me complaining that he didn't run the ball enough. Um, he, I mean, he stood in the pocket and threw 37 passes. I, I just don't think that's the player he is. I, I don't think that that's a recipe for winning. And they kind of came out of the gate like that. This is, you know, this isn't really even a, a playing from behind type. I mean, he, he came out firing. And uh, I don't know. I just listen again. Week one, I, I want to keep. I want to keep laying that down. But um, yeah, just just kind of a strange game plan for Justin Fields uh, coming off of last year. 
Yeah, and I agree. I, you know, they're to me, it's almost like they're trying to make him something. You're right. He's they're trying to make him something that he's not. And you know, just let the guy play, right? That's kind of a guy that talented. You you gotta obviously. I know they're trying to preserve him, and they they. I think they have their franchise quarterback. I love Justin Fields, but yeah, the, I I don't know. I, they, I feel like they got to kind of lean into this the rushing attack and let him cook, man. Let let Justin Fields, you know, work his magic and not just kind of force him into the pocket. You know, let get him out of the pocket, get him moving, uh, get him, you know, quarterback designed runs. But you know, all, he doesn't have to lower his shoulder to get the extra yard every time. You know, the, we see guys. He doesn't have the build of a Josh Allen where he can kind of run over people and kind of hang with these linebackers or or like a prime Cam Newton, right? That's not Justin Fields. He's an agile guy like a Lamar Jackson or something like that that is very just shifty and quick, more so than like a bulldozer. Um, I agree with you there. And then as for the Packers, Jordan Love debut, putting up 38 points, three touchdowns, 15 to 27, 245, uh, Good, looked good. Looked good all around. Again, he didn't even have his number one receiver in Christian Watson. He was out for the game. Uh, he's even questionable this week. But again, s- spread the ball around well. Uh, Aaron Jones had a long touchdown run, fifty-one yard touchdown run that might um, that might uh, kind of inflate the stats a little bit. Um, but I, again, I thought Jordan Love looked looked good, and I, yeah, I, I okay. you know, I'm 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 optimistic about the Packer this Packer team. You know, with Jordan Love, there were a lot of questions going into that. Yeah, and I, I mean, he's gotten full confidence from the Packers ever since uh, spring. So, yeah, I mean, it was nice to see him go out there and, and put it together so quickly. You know, especially against the Bears, who's kind of, you know, it, it's such a historic rivalry that the fans are so dialed into. So, uh, uh, for him to go in there and do that, that that's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, last game of the of the week, we already covered the the Sunday night and Monday night game, but. Uh, I don't want to say that we were all over this, but I think I think we kind of were. If you go back and listen to our pod, Rams beat the Seahawks thirty to thirteen. And what was I think one of the last things we said? I don't know why people are so low on this Rams team. Yeah, I was gonna say we deserve some props for this. We kind of and and we kind of yeah. hit the nail on the head the other way too, saying we didn't really think Geno Smith was gonna be able to replicate what he did last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we said the Rams are going into this season healthy. And even without Cooper Cup, I don't. We I just didn't understand why there was so much pushback on the Rams. Like I, I think that there's still some talent there, and um, yeah, I mean Stafford's still going out there and slinging it. It doesn't look like that elbow's bothering him now. Uh, future Jet quarterback, by the way. And yeah, um, yeah I mean, again, dominant win for the Rams. Like I, I'd be excited to see, you know, if, if they're going to be in the mix a little later on. Yeah, and I don't want to. I don't want to kind of get ahead of myself here, but. I think I mentioned this before in the beginning of the the beginning of the pod, but I like there's looking at week two. There's a lot of games that I think could be eligible for some sniffs. I'll tease that there there might be multiple sniff of the weeks this week. Let me just put it that way. Um, yeah. But yeah, this this Rams team. Uh, I mean, they didn't run run the ball well, but sometimes you know they they get 15 of 52 and 22 rushes for 29 yards. Sometimes just the presence of running the ball, you know, 30 plus times. Is it, regardless of the the outcome, just having that change of pace uh, and not not having you know the defensive line be able to pin their ears back and go get the quarterback. Uh, yeah, I think that bodes well. That's why I mean I'm a big advocate for for running the ball in in the modern uh, modern game of football and modern offensive philosophy. But uh, yeah, and the, perhaps the most impressive thing, Stafford was slinging the rock 
he didn't have any touchdowns uh, through the air, but you know, two, two at well six for one nineteen. Uh Puka Nakua. Stop me when you get a real name 10 for one nineteen. Uh, and you know, Tyler Higby, Van Jefferson, there's a name that's, that has been mentioned because he didn't play Cooper cup. Mike very arguably could be one of the best receivers in the entire league. Didn't play. And they put up 30 and Stafford was great. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is a team that just threw the ball for 334 and still was able to keep it on the ground almost 40 times. I mean, we talk about all the time. That's a, a big time recipe for success. And Seattle's not Arizona. You know, this is a team that was, you know, getting respect. That's a team that was favored of going into this game. So, I mean, yeah, I I, I think I'm just going to start riding the Rams bandwagon just so I can say that I was right. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm going to go on a limb and call them a playoff team. Wow. Okay. I don't know if I'm there yet, but I do think I'm people too big are. Of a fan. Okay, you want you want him as a Jet quarterback, bad, don't you? Yeah, I mean, just just give away the first that you just got back. Yeah, I I mean, I just you know, I think the Rams. I don't I don't want to call them a playoff team, but in their head, they probably think they're going to be competitive this year, like really yeah. competitive this year. So, um. Yeah, anything else about the slate you wanted to, to throw out before? I just wanted to mention one thing about the Yankees uh, before we get out of here. Anything yeah, else I about – uh, I have some big Met news too. But, no, I mean, just want to just wanna point out again that, you know, we nailed all of our picks. Bobby nailed his pick, and Bobby's pick was a sharp pick in the Packers. Yeah. I don't think anyone felt too good about that one. Uh, yeah. yeah, nailed all Plus the Plus one was not even – there were we didn't even have really any, any big sweats at all. No, no. There was there was really nothing to. I mean, I had the Cowboys and Niners, man. <laughs> you had Cowboys minus three. You would have hit Cowboys minus thirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and not had to sweat it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So good. That's we're off to a good start there. Um. Uh, bad, good starts maybe, but really bad endings. Uh, for for the New York Yankees. Uh, obviously they've been mathematically eliminated from. Uh, the AL East playoff contention. They're they're out of the playoffs. I'm just going to get that out of the way. But uh, big blow this week. Jason Dominguez torn UCL. He tore it in the in the Astro series, which is the first series he came up. So he played multiple games after realizing he had a torn UCL. That's kind of crazy. Uh, he's evaluating options. Uh, you know, he might go the Bryce Harper method where uh, I think there's like some sort of medical sleeve that you can wear that reduces the the you don't need to get surgery and reduces the um, amount of time you need to be out uh, with the UCL injury now. So uh, more more to come on that, but he'll probably be out for you know a couple months into next season. So here we go again. Yankees not only need a they don't have Bader anymore, so now they need a center fielder and a left fielder uh, going into next next season at least to start. Um, you know, Everson Pereira is playing now. They got some kid they called Floreal up today. They win the first game against the Red Sox. And uh, as of right now, it is the bottom of the eighth inning. The Yankees are leading two to one against the Red Sox in the second game of the doubleheader. But uh, yeah, just just wanted to throw that out there. I know the bigger story today is uh, what you're probably going to get into right now. But the Mets uh, might be on a new era. Yeah, the Mets, uh, they finally have their baseball guy, which is something you should feel great about. Because since Steve Cohen's gotten here, you know, his checkbook has been great, but not every decision has been. Um, so now you bring in a, an actual baseball guy, David Stearns, with 
um, you know, with a brilliant resume and, and then you hand him Steve Cohen's checkbook and, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, the Mets have been lacking in terms of, you know, analytic usage or their analytic department, um, ever since it sort of became a thing. I mean, uh, even recently we heard Justin Verlander sort of complaining about it, that the Mets aren't using a lot of this information, uh, to be better. So, I mean, you have to be nothing but happy. Uh, the Mets hit the reset button, and they got the guy they wanted. Uh, it happened quicker than I thought. So, uh, you know, round two, let's let's go at it again with Steve Cohen, um, you know, with someone who knows what they're doing, and let's see how it goes. So I, I think you just the, – the only uh, way you could feel about it is just, you know, is, is happy or, or hopeful. Yeah, I hope definitely hopeful, and I think that um... – you know, if you're a Met fan, I heard today that uh, hey, tell me if I'm tell me if I'm wrong, but a lot of Met fans were kind of seem to be out on Billy Epler uh, as far as, you know, making big, big baseball moves. And it seems like this move kind of is undermining a lot of what he had previously had his hands on. And I feel like a lot of Met fans are probably happy about that. No. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. So yeah, you got to be optimistic there again. We. We we've gone into to depth about how uh you know the the Alonzo situation and that that's going to be looming overhead as the offseason uh, quickly approaches. Not quick enough to be quite honest. Yeah, but, but isn't it weird to you that that was even ever a report? So I mean, just just does this make any sense to you? Before the Mets bring in just the the director of baseball operations, just the guy who's going to completely. Um, you know, have final say on this roster and build this roster. How was there even reports that the Mets were thinking about trading a guy before David Stearns got here? I don't know. That's just like such a. Yeah, no, I, I, a I hear you're saying for sure. Functional Met thing to happen. Well, there, therein lies your answer. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's that. That would have been honestly. They probably uh, would you would you agree or disagree with the statement that. Uh, one reason why they might not have traded him is because they had some impending big changes in the front office and they, they kind of wanted to avoid a situation like that. I would lend, I would say so. Yeah, I I guess so. So, uh, yeah, but nonetheless, uh, gotta be excited as a Met fan. Hopeful is a great word. Um, And, and I think, I don't know anything else you wanted to add other than, other than that, Mets, Yankees, Jets, Giants yeah, just uh, get well, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, by the way, you're uh, you know I don't want to be the one to blame it on anyone, but the Packers lanyard last night. I know it's your thing. I've known you had it. You've had it forever. I think that might have been the jinx. Oh yeah, and not all the Packers jerseys that were there, the Rodgers jerseys. You know what it was? It was, it was insufferable. It was the fact that I cut my hair. That's what it was. That that was it. But uh, gonna cut this one here. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, you know, Rogers get better. He's a big listener of the show. I heard. So Rogers, if you're, we know you're listening, get better. Uh, and, uh, we're on to Dallas for the jets. So, uh, best of luck there. Uh, we'll be back later this week for our picks. Uh, we'll preview the jets and giants matchups this weekend. Um, and you know, hopefully you don't have any, any Yankee or any negative, uh, Yankee or Met news to talk about and hopefully this could be the, the last couple of things we say about the Mets or Yankees before the offseason starts so um, but hopefully we close the book there so uh, as always thank you for listening follow us on all our socials and peace out <laughs>